Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Becoming Your High Self Podcast. I hope that you all had a good weekend. I know that my weekend was really good. I had my stepdad down for a birthday dinner and he brought my sisters and we just had a good old time. They watched football and my sisters and I chatted around the island and we had a good time. And then Sunday I spent it with my girlfriends. We went to Huber's Farm in Starlight, Indiana, which is a big old orchard full of pumpkin picking and apple picking and wine and it was so much fun. Girls time is always good for the soul. And then I know that I talked to you guys about last week being a really hard week. This week earlier was really difficult. One of my best friends, her husband unexpectedly passed away, leaving her with an eight-year-old daughter. And she's been a stay-at-home mama for the last eight years. And so she has a lot of changes coming her way. So to support her, I have created a GoFundMe account. And if you are someone that just likes to help someone else out even if you don't know them I know that that's something that I anytime I know that I can help if I can even if it's a dollar or five dollars or whatever I try to do that as much as I can even without knowing the person so if you're that person and you want to support one of my very best friends during this incredibly difficult time um, so that she can grieve you know I am such an advocate for that like her mind was spinning of what do I do now I need to you know get a job I've been a stay-at-home mom for eight years and he was the president primary, you know, provider and all of that. And I, of course, I know that her life is about to change in numerous ways, but I also really believe that we have to feel our feelings and grieve. And I think if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that that is something that I really take seriously. So if I can allow her just a few weeks, right, to grieve and be present with her eight-year-old, that is what matters most to me. So I've created a GoFundMe and I will link it in my show notes. So if you click the details page, um, I will have a link for that. And anything that you want to contribute is wonderful. Thank you to anyone and everyone that has already contributed so far. We really do appreciate it and it does not go unnoticed. And so I I just want to tell you thank you so much because that is helping to relieve some of her stress. It won't take away the pain and the heartache, but it will relieve some financial stress. And so we really do appreciate that. All right, so let's talk about today's topic, which is about owning it. (laughs) And it may be a little bit different than what you're thinking, but that's okay. So I'm going to start with asking you some questions. And of course, you don't have to answer because I can't hear you. (laughs) But I want to start this out that way so that you can kind of reflect on if you've ever done this before. How many times have you been affected by someone else's mood? I can imagine that you're probably raising your hand maybe. How many times has maybe your significant other come home from work in a bad, foul, icky mood and then all of a sudden you find yourself in an argument with them saying, well, you just put me in a bad mood. You came home, you're grouchy and that made me grouchy. Has anybody ever done that before? 
How many times has your kids been so whiny that you start to feel completely affected by their mood and then all of a sudden you're now exhausted, tired, and snappy because your kids are being snappy? So what this topic is today is really talking about our ownership of other people's feelings and how we actually don't have to own other people's stuff. And this can be really difficult, but I it's something that I learned a few years ago and it has absolutely changed my life. And it's funny because you know, one of my clients actually messaged me today and was sharing with how she is an empath and how she takes on a lot of people's emotions. And so I messaged her back kind of sharing some tips and strategies of what I do to avoid that because I am also very much an empath. I feel other people's feelings very deeply. I feel things at a very deep level. I'm very in tune with energy. We've talked about that in the past. And so it's it can be very easy for someone to come home like my husband who maybe had a bad day. And I'm guilty of this in the past of blaming my mood on him being grumpy, like being totally happy and then him coming home and being a grouch (laughs) and then me feeling argumentative and being like, well, you're the one that made me in a bad mood. And it's so crazy because when you're doing this in the moment, it seems like no big deal, but it feels so bad because you're then putting all the responsibility on them to fix it when that in all actuality, what really needs to happen is we need stronger emotional intelligence to know that we're responsible for what we're feeling and what we're thinking. And I think that this is something that should probably be taught way more often, but this concept, you know, never came into my life until personal development and life coaching and books and podcasts and all of that. Like I used to blame my feelings on everybody else. Like I used to blame why I couldn't do something on everybody else. Um, you know, I was just quick to blame. It's a very victim mentality, but it always, it, in a way it feels better to blame because Telling the truth means having to be very vulnerable. And we talked about that in a previous episode as well. The reason why telling the truth is so hard for people and showing up authentic is so hard for people is because there's a level of vulnerability that you have to have. And when you are being vulnerable... You're putting yourself on a platform to be judged based on whatever it is that you are sharing with them. And sometimes we're not ready to feel that. So it feels easier to lie or to blame other people rather than take responsibility for what we're actually feeling and what we're actually thinking. So a few years ago, I was reading a book that is now in my top five favorites. It's called The Angry Therapist by John Kim. And there was a passage in the book about this monk or Buddha or something like that. And the story basically goes like this. The monk or Buddha, I can't remember, you guys forgive me please, is in a village and every single day he walks through this village, there is this man that has like a fruit stand And he shouts all of these awful things at this person. And, you know, he just degrades him. He's totally rude to him. Constantly, like, spits at him. Just, ugh. And the monk or the Buddha, whoever it is, just walks past the booth every single day, paying him no mind, paying him no attention. 
So weeks and weeks go by and this monk is going through the village again. And finally, this man who's been being, you know, mean to him for weeks, yelling all of these rude things to him, calling him names, spitting at him, I think sometimes even throwing things at him without any kind of response, he starts to get agitated because he realizes that this monk or Buddha is not turning to say anything to him. He's not, you know, he's not fighting back. He's not doing anything about it. So he finally confronts the man and he goes, hey, he goes, you walk through this village every week and every single time I'm mean to you, I shout the most rude things to you. Why don't you respond to me? And the Buddha or monk, whoever it is, turns to him and says, when someone tries to give you a gift and you decline, to whom does the gift belong? You guys, when I heard that story I read that story in the book I think like that changed my life forever when someone tries to give you a gift and you decline to whom does the gift belong and what this passage was talking about was how a lot of times we own things that are none of our business to own so if someone comes home grumpy or grouchy A lot of times we'll take ownership of that mood and then be like, you made me angry and grouchy because of you. And it doesn't serve us, right? Like I know in the past, me and my husband will start arguing over nothing because I took ownership of his emotion rather than holding the space for him to just be frustrated and grumpy and say, if you need anything, let me know I'm here. You know, then all of a sudden I'm feeling combative and I want to argue and fight because I'm agitated that he's grumpy. And so then I feel like it's making me grumpy when in all actuality, what happened in that moment was I chose to own the same exact emotion as my husband. Okay, so same thing if someone decides to call you a name. You have full range to decide if you're going to take ownership of that. And a lot of times we decide we're going to tango in someone's negativity and their energy. And if they're looking for drama, if that's something that feeds them, then they get exactly what they're wanting when we have a response. So what I'm saying in taking ownership, right, is that you don't always have to take ownership of other people's thoughts, of other people's feelings, of the things that they think about you. But when we respond to it in that moment, we are taking ownership. So I love the passage about if someone tries to give you a gift and you decline, to whom does the gift belong? If I decide not to take someone's negative comment and make it my own, then it doesn't impact me. It doesn't have to bother me, right? If my husband comes home and he's grumpy, I have learned over the last two years since reading this passage that I don't have to own his mood or his thoughts as my own. And that creates a very different relationship with our friends, with our significant other, with people that we love. Because if we know that it doesn't have to mean anything about us, right? Sometimes when someone's grumpy, we make it mean something about us. And it's part of the ego driving this need, you know, to for it to be all about us. And we don't think about that in the moment, but that can be where it's coming from. So again, with the husband being grouchy, you 
know, sometimes that argument spurs to, well, did I make you grumpy? And it, and then they respond like, no, it has nothing to do with you. It was about work. And it's like, well, why are you being grumpy towards me? Right. That if you've ever gone through that, that is like your ego just fighting like the ego always makes it about us. And so the the big work here is knowing that if you notice yourself doing that, whether you've done it in the past or you're still doing it today or you have no idea what I'm even talking about, the work is to know that you don't have to take ownership of other people's stuff. If they're trying to give you that gift of insults, if they are trying to degrade you, if they are name calling you, if they are in a bad mood, you don't have to, if they, you know, extend the quote unquote imaginary gift right and say here come be grumpy with me come you know argue with me come defend yourself with me a lot of times we do take that bait because it's a part of the natural human reaction it's part of our humanness and our response is that we need to go fight or we need to engage in that kind of energy but it doesn't ever serve us like both of us end up mentally and emotionally exhausted or if they were doing that with ill intent it feeds them right they get exactly what they want And so the whole purpose of this is to really just take ownership in the sense that you know you're responsible for your own feelings and you don't actually have to take ownership of their stuff. The only thing that you're taking ownership for is how you decide you're going to respond in that moment and you don't have to accept the gift that they're trying to give you. It makes all the difference in the world. You guys, I promise with all of your relationships. So now when I'm in a room as someone who is very like, I'm very much an empath. I pick up on people's energy. I feel very strongly what other people are feeling. And that's a lot of times why I would feel so angry if someone was like grumpy because I felt like they literally jumped into my body and made me grumpy. Like, It's like I could feel their energy so much about how nasty that they were being that I would be like, oh my gosh, you're making me grumpy or oh my gosh, you're making me anxious or oh my gosh, blah, 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 right? And so now whenever I notice that, I just take a step back and I take a deep breath and I say, I don't have to own their stuff as mine. Just because they're trying to hand me this gift doesn't mean I have to own it. If someone says your podcast sucks, I never want to listen to it again, I can choose to be argumentative with them and tango in a negative energy with them and try to prove my point or I can just decide that that's a gift I'm not willing to accept. I know that I, you know, can impact the world with my message and I don't have to take ownership ownership of their thought about my stuff. Does that make sense? So that is what I'm trying to convey this week is that if you start to feel yourself being very energetically drained, if you start to feel like you're losing your own control over your emotions, really get clear on what am I taking ownership for that I actually have no business taking ownership for. Like what gifts am I accepting from other people that I really just would like to hand back to them and just say I don't want this I don't agree with this I don't want to feel this way and if you can start recognizing those things in your life you're going to have a lot more inner peace because what we're responsible for is how we're feeling and remember that what we're feeling comes from the things that we're thinking so the moment that someone name calls us or is grumpy with us a lot of times our thoughts start to circulate we start to have you know a million thoughts about why are they mad at me why are they being grumpy you know why are they name calling me that's not fair why would they even say that and then 
all of those thoughts that we're having don't feel good in that moment. And so as a result, we start to feel bad. And then sometimes we choose to tango in their negative energy and then both of us lose. So in those moments where maybe someone says something that I don't agree with or they're just in their own kind of mood, I remember that I'm responsible for how I feel that what they're embodying right now can be a gift for me if I accept it, but do I actually want to accept that gift and welcome that energy into my life? Most of the time, especially if it's negative, the answer is no. And so I choose to keep myself a clean vessel by saying, I don't have to own this. This is not my responsibility to own. So therefore I'm not going to. And the only thing I'm responsible for in this moment is my own thoughts and feelings. And I choose to feel happy even if my husband is feeling grumpy. I choose not to own someone's insult of me because I believe differently about myself, right? So it's things like this. And the more that you practice this, the easier it will come and the less your energy will be impacted by the energy vampires or whoever is maybe bringing you down in some way. And this goes back to, too, also being able to hold space for people. You know, I told you guys I probably forgot um, in that episode that there were more ways to hold space because there's just so many. And this is what I mean. Like if my husband comes home grumpy, I can just let him be grumpy and hold space for him to do that. Now that I know this principle, like ever since I read this book two years ago, it's like, oh, I don't have to be grumpy just because you're grumpy. I can just hold the space for you to be grumpy and still maintain my energy of being happy, even though I am an empath that very easily could jump into his energy and say, you're making me grumpy. I don't want to be a around you why do you come home grumpy you know and also my husband does not come home grumpy every single day but it's just like the easiest example because I think when we're around people that we love and that we enjoy seeing happy when they're grumpy it's very easy to be like well you made me grumpy too and then start an argument and it doesn't have to be that way you can hold the space for them to just be whatever they are and then say I don't want to take ownership of their grumpiness that doesn't resonate with me I was happy before they got here so just because they came in that way doesn't mean that I all of a sudden flip a switch and have to be that way too. Like they can, I can hold space for them to be grumpy about whatever and then that will allow them to come out of their mood faster because I'm holding the space for them to feel whatever they need to feel while also realizing that their little gift of carrying around the label of grumpy in that moment doesn't have to be passed on to me. And, um, you know, I hope that this helps you kind of stay in your own good energy about things when people are being rude. Like you don't have to accept their gift of rude. You don't have to take ownership of them being rude. You don't have to take ownership of them name calling you. You don't have to take ownership of, you know, things that they're doing that you don't agree with. You don't have to take ownership. The only ownership that you have to take is you're responsible for how you're feeling and what you're thinking at all times. So I know this is a shorter episode, but I hope you all enjoyed it. If you have any questions, please make sure to message me. And before we get off here, I have something very exciting to announce. So as a coach, most of the time, the way people work with me is through one-on-one private coaching contracts or through my Inner Mastery group coaching program. And what I'm excited to announce is that there are more programs coming your way, but there is also the opportunity to do them in the form of a digital course. Now, why is this a big deal? Okay, so the reason that this is a big deal is because once you buy any of my digital courses, which right now I have one already up and ready to go on my website, macyrenee.com, but once you 
purchase a digital course, you have that content for life. And what is so exciting is that when a digital course launches, you'll get it at the lowest price possible. So for instance, right now, my rewired course that I did several months back that over 100 women were in, they love that course. It set the foundation for mindset work. So if you are new to coaching or you don't have a lot of mindset background, or even if you do, this helps so many women think of mindset in a different way. And it gave a lot of real life examples. I did four videos that are around 75 minutes long a piece. And so I'm offering it at the lowest price possible. In fact, if you're one of the first 10, you can get $50 off by using the code rewireme. So make sure you visit my website to check for that. But what's exciting is once you pay for that, it's yours for life, which means that you can log in, listen to those videos as many times as you want over the course of however many years you want. You Once you pay for it, it is all yours. And then what's even more exciting is that as I add content to it by doing additional freebie videos, right? Like if I do a Facebook live and I decide, oh my gosh, this was amazing value. I am now going to add that to my rewired program. If you bought the program, you're going to get that for free. So the more and more value that I add, the more videos that I add in each of my programs, the higher the price will rise up, right? But once you buy it at whatever price it is, that's what you get it for in addition to any new content that is added from this point forward. So right now, Rewired is listed for $149, but if you are one of the first 10 people, you get $50 off, making it only a $99 course for four approximately 75-minute videos a piece. It will set the foundation for you to have amazing mindset work. And I mean, I cannot tell you how many amazing comments I got on this program of just how it like ignited something in some in so many of the women to like start their personal development inner growth journey. They really, really loved it. So once I deleted the Facebook group for it and the videos off, I turned it into a digital course. So you can get it for $99 if you're one of the first 10 people to use the $50 off code. But even so, $149 is like super, super affordable. But that also means that once you buy it, it's yours. And any video that I add to Rewired from this point forward is yours absolutely free. So get it while the price is affordable and you can go back and watch it as many times as your little heart desires. You'll have your own login and everything. And with that being said, there's some new courses coming your way. I have been keeping my head down, working my social media. I celebrated this on social media that I've only been spending like 32 minutes on Facebook and I think I'm around the same for Instagram. And either way, it's like under an hour of social media time approximately per day, which is a big deal because I used to be a huge buffer and I know that I have the buffering episode and I used to social media like six hours a day because I was avoiding all of the inner work. And a lot of times my clients will say inner work is like the hardest thing I've ever done. And I'm like, of course, because we've learned how to distract ourselves. We've learned how to not feel. We've learned how to blame other people for our emotions, right? It's easier to blame my husband for making me grouchy than to say, why am I actually feeling grouchy and having to do the inner work to explore that? It's so much easier to blame everything else in the world and everyone else in the world rather than take responsibility for ourselves. So what I do as a coach is help people take radical responsibility for their own life, learn the strategies to completely change their life because you're only one thought away from a completely different life. Like every single thing you desire and dream of is on the other side of doing your own inner work. I really believe that to be true. So I'm excited to announce to you that digital courses are coming your way 
So that if you've never been able to commit to the time commitment of doing one-to-one coaching or even being in one of my live like inner mastery programs, you're going to have the opportunity to sign up for a digital course, still get access to me and the content, be able to watch it as many times as you want to over and over again if you need to log in anytime that you need a refresher and then get all of the new content as it's added. And then for some of the programs, I'll even have live Zoom so that you can still get some one-on-one time with me as well. So I'm excited for what's to come for my business. I hope that you're excited too. And if you want to see the rewired course or purchase it for your own self at the discount before all of those coupons are taken, then visit MacyRenee.com. I hope that you all have an amazing week and I will see you next Monday.